Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Wednesday, June 3rd. This is Jess Grzeski in for Dave Lomas. This week we are focused on emotionally healthy spirituality, and in particular how it relates to race. And earlier this week we quoted Pete Scazzaro, reminding us that it is impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. So let's let this thought fuel our reflection today. And today, I want to talk about how embracing grief and loss are vital for our growth and engaging in conversations around race. Grief is described as deep emotional sorrow and distress about losing some cherished thing or person. In grief, we experience anguish, and in that anguish, we share it with Jesus. And in that anguish, Jesus is there. Talking about race, Jesus is there. In the experiences and oppression and injustices of racism, Jesus is there. In the discovery that your friends, family, or community aren't engaging or matching your expectations, Jesus is there. In the realization that you may have been inadvertently discriminated or been prejudiced. Jesus is there. In confronting racism through grief and loss, we pursue emotional health in a way that makes engaging with pain and suffering a way to enlarge our soul's capacity to become more like Jesus. And my prayer for you is that we embrace grief and loss in a way that God intended, honest, active, and engaging. And in order to do this, we must pay attention to our pain. We need wisdom and discernment and unabashed honesty. And we invite God with us through grief. So first, we must dispel the myth that grieving is an interruption of life. Grief and loss are meant to be a necessary form of our discipleship to Jesus, because in this depth of grief and loss are our emotions And in our emotions, we experience deeper intimacy with Jesus. I often describe grief as one of the guideposts along our path and journey with God. And embracing this, loss becomes the norm, not the exception. And we also discover just how human we really are. We were not meant to be robots, and we are gloriously human, and we have limits. And we're meant to have feelings and emotions, just as Jesus did. After all, Jesus can relate and knows exactly what grief and loss feels like. Throughout his entire life, his ministry, and in his death, Jesus too experienced grief and loss. He can relate to us. We can follow his lead in how he engaged and embraced grief and loss. In Matthew 26, 36 through 44, we find Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. It has just been revealed to him that he was going to be tortured and crucified. Now, I can't imagine that kind of grief and pain and lament that must have been going through his head. He describes his emotions in verse 38 as, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. We see Jesus grieve with community and also alone with God. And not just one time, but multiple times 
in many different forms and in various ways. We can see the range of emotions that he experiences and how he expresses them. And in this, we follow the lead of Jesus in how to grieve. Grief and loss lead us along a journey to discover, uncover, and expose other emotions as we go through. Instead of us ignoring or trying to fix or numb or chase after all the things that will never satisfy, let's sit and engage with our emotions and be compelled to mourn and experience grief. And embracing grief and loss takes time. No one can make you embrace grief and loss. There is no formula to accomplish or anything to achieve in grief, nor should it be rushed into. Embracing this will be a regular occurrence in our lives, and we have nothing to fear. We can rest in the deep invitations from God through grief and loss. And we are all along different discovery moments of these emotions. Some of us have an incredible awareness and vocabulary, and some of us might not even know we had more emotions other than sad, happy, and angry. And maybe this is the first time you are experiencing grief ever. It's also important that we do not fall into the trap of comparing our grief and loss to others as we each process our emotions differently. No matter where we find ourselves today, our experiences and our lives are incredibly important and necessary to God. Our background or circumstances shouldn't hold us back from grieving more or less because it all leads to an invitation to dig deeper into a relationship with Jesus. And sometimes our grief is not merely limited to extreme circumstances or always equates to a death. It can be experienced when we lose something dear to us. It could come in the form of a relational loss, maybe a failed marriage or friendship, dating, maybe our lack of dating, or maybe a job transition, and maybe even more abstract, a death of a dream, a hope, a plan for what could or should life could have looked like, or maybe a death of something we worked toward for a long time. It could also be a regret we carry with us or a sense of loss about a choice we did or didn't make. And perhaps you might be trying to assess your life I might be thinking that you currently are not experiencing loss or something to grieve of a large proportion, but I'd like to challenge you that Jesus has more for you in this. There are many of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that are suffering, and they are experiencing extreme loss and heartbreaking grief. And when we embrace grief and loss, we intentionally and actively stand and advocate with and on their behalf. We must share in bearing one another's burdens. Galatians 6, 2 says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And here we are in the time of COVID. We find ourselves in the midst of extreme grief and loss on a worldwide scale, and we are all impacted and affected. Just today, a friend shared some grievous statistics with me. We grieve that over 100,000 people have died due to COVID. We grieve the racial disparities in the time of COVID. And although COVID does not discriminate by race, gender, socioeconomic class, etc., as far as who gets it, COVID does disproportionately impact Black, 
Latinx, and Native American communities. And members of these communities are dying at a higher rate compared to their population size in the United States. We grieve the number of people who are unemployed. It is almost nearing the number of people who were unemployed during the Great Depression. We grieve that domestic violence cases and issues that are being reported are at a higher rate right now than ever before and are impacting especially women and children. We grieve the fact that because learning is now being done virtually for children, those who are poor or have limited technology access at home are being disproportionately impacted and it is actually widening the education gap. Let's just pause and let that sink in for a little bit. Now, I want to bring us back to how our emotional health relates and can help us embrace grief and loss with our community and world when it comes to race. So with a deep awareness of how our emotions help shape grief, loss, and our capacity to engage with Jesus in the world, we are also able to grieve with our brothers and sisters in Christ who are people of color. When I see or hear my friends tell me something that is happening to them yesterday or today or very recent, one of the first questions I blurt out is why, what, how, and honestly, I just skip over the grief part because I want to go straight to action and I get defensive for them. You know, I want to skip over the process of grieving and lamenting on their behalf. We miss a crucial step in embracing grief and loss when we don't sit and follow our emotions to Jesus. Sometimes my grief has no words and there is just deep sorrow and anguish. And I know that Jesus relates to me in that. He is in that anguish. Isaiah 53, 3. He was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So with this framework, I just want to highlight a few statistics that I've been grieving. I'm grieving the many forms of racialized traumas that have been occurring for generations and continue to be seen like it's flooding everywhere in social media, in our news. And I need the correct embracing of grief and loss and emotions and how I interact with that. I also ask myself, can we grieve and share in the burdens when it comes to those who believe racism no longer exists? And yes, there are still many who still believe we live in a post-racial society. And we grieve black men who are seen as dangerous starting as young as the age of five. When they're just merely children, they're starting to be seen as dangerous. I also grieve racism against those of the Asian and Asian American communities is at an all-time fever pitch and running rampant. Even in our grief and loss, when we follow those feelings of pain and suffering and the whole range of complex and deep emotions down deep, Jesus is there. For me, 
these responses to hearing some of these facts come in a whole range of emotions for me. A lot of times it's rage (laughs) and anger. And you know what? I needed someone to tell me that it was okay, that I could be extremely honest and maybe sometimes just be so mad I would curse and swear with God. And I think the key thing here is that God wants us to be brutally honest and bring our whole self of what we're actually feeling and lamenting with him. We are embracing grief and loss and we are following our emotions down deep. And this also occurs when I keep in continuing to hear about my brothers and sisters' racialized trauma that they experience still to this day. And in my grief and emotions, sometimes I want to just move to action. But really the best thing I can do is sit there and lament with them. I want to be able to bring all of our emotions and feelings with them to the feet of Jesus. And in this like process, I'm allowing him to do the work. He has to do the work. He knows how to untangle it. He knows how to redeem those feelings. And in that, I sit and wait for him to show me what he would like me to do. So when we're reflecting and embracing grief and loss, you know, this process is not meant for us to move right to fix it mode or to be spurred into action with a response. All of those things have their place in time. But sometimes what is asked of us is to just sit and reflect, even if it's just between me and God. So before we close, I want to continue to practice inviting God into our emotions as we sit with them. And I want to lead us through a few reflection questions that might help us get started in answering the question of how are we embracing grief and loss well? with ourselves, with the world, with our brothers and sisters of color. The first question is, are we willing to dig deep in grief, loss, and our emotions? Kind of have to think about that one for a while. And are we willing to dig deep without a timeline? Or are we willing to dig deep without a foreseeable action step? Second, when we think about a loss or grief we might be experiencing or others might be experiencing, what kind of emotions come up? What do we think God is prompting for us in these emotions? The third question is, do we trust him that he can untangle and articulate any or all emotions, even though at times it seems humanly impossible? Four, are you allowing Jesus to guide you through your pain, suffering, and grief? What are some things that are helping you do this? And maybe what are some things that might be preventing you from doing this? So my prayer together for us is that we have the courage to be willing to continue to engage 
the discipline to listen well, and to continue to put to death our need to achieve or fix. And I'm praying that we can be with our brothers and sisters of color in lament, grief, and loss. And I have faith that we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to lead us where he wants us to be and to take us along with him in this process. Peace be with you, and Lord, have mercy. Thank you.